two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast with Ministry of Defense, LLC. I'm Glenn Snyder, back here with Dr. Corbett Everidge. Hope everybody's doing great. I want to thank everyone that's been coming in, checking out our podcast, checking out the videos on YouTube, checking out the blog site. We do appreciate the blog site's really been you know, really been getting responsive this, this past week, so uh, thanks to everyone with that. Um, I want to invite everybody to come check us out. You can find all of our links on our website, www.ministryofdefense.us. All of our links to the blog, the the Buzzsprout account, which spider webs everywhere with the, the audio podcast, and, of course, our YouTube channel and the blog. So please, everybody check it out. Like, subscribe, throw questions at us. We'd love to hear from you. So we're going to jump right in today. And the subject matter for t- today's conversation is it's, it's going to be touchy for some people. But uh, I think it's a very necessary conversation because we're, it's throwing our face, you know, on a daily basis in our world. And it, how does business go hand in hand with political and religious beliefs? That's a good thing. I'm so open-minded about this, right? <laughs> what the hell are you laughing at, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this is something, and we've had many dinner discussions about this. You know, we'll see a news, a news article of the, of the day and. And it's somebody Chick Fil A, somebody's getting slammed. The holy chicken. Yeah, I mean because you know, they they have a certain set of standards. It's their standards, you know. And from my perspective, you know, to each his own. We've heard that statement many times. To each his own. You go do what you want. That's fine. But if I'm a private business owner, you know, I have a certain set of quality standards, and you know, and if if my belief system drives those standards, then it should be my right to do what I want to do. You know, that's the way I, that's the way I feel about it. You know, I'm, you know, now when you start getting into the, the publicly traded companies where you've got different people from different walks of life with different outlooks and stuff like that, and they all have input on those decisions, that's a little different story. But you, you, you take a, a private business or something, you know, it, I don't think anybody has any, any right to come in and tell you how you should and shouldn't do it. And people are going to say, Oh, well, you know, you can discriminate against that. Any job interview you go to, you're being discriminated against mm-hmm. because you're being profiled. You come in with a resume. That resume is a profile within itself. That resume, if, you, if that resume doesn't show proper education, proper proper um, business or work experience relative to what you're applying for, right there, your your profile is not in the window of, of their standard. Well, you look at my position on that. Uh as somebody with a, with a doctoral level education, and we're all like, you know, when you get to that level, you either do, they think it's teaching or research. You know, people like me, I'm, I'm a white rhino because, you know, what do you mean you don't teach or, you know, you're not working in some think tank. But if in my field in criminology, you're talking about, you know, profiling, uh, you go into a, into a job interview at a college, pretty much anything above a community college and, and, and maybe away from some of the Catholic universities. And and they will ask you this. And any of you out there saying that they don't, I, 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 will, I will publicly debate you on this. What's your views on the death penalty? If you say that you're in favor of the death penalty, you just wasted your gas. You're not getting that job. You know, I don't care. I, I, I will fully, I'm, I'm going to own up to it. I'm, I'm one of the most polarizing people you will ever meet. I will make Genghis Khan look like Bernie Sanders. Mm. P- 
people try to put me in a box religiously and politically. Uh, well, you don't like Donald Trump. You should be. You're a liberal. Yeah, right. You, you've you've no, he's not. You've <laughs> never spent one second with me. I'm just not an ass kisser. Let's just leave it at that, right? So, but there are certain expectations, right. and anybody in our society. I don't care what business you're in. It's even in the martial arts. Yeah, I'm going to say probably it's worse in the martial arts than it is probably in other other businesses. But if they say that they're not letting preconceived notions about their, you know, or letting their own worldviews cloud who they let into that circle, you're just being disingenuous and you know it. You just don't have the courage to admit it. Right, right. You know, so the way I saw this, you know, we were, we've, we've been looking at this for what, two or three weeks about how do we approach this let's look at religious side first because you know you know god forbid you you even mention this but you know i'm a christian i'm not going to back down from that i, I will say it, i'm a militant christian mm-hmm. um, we have worked in some you know some issues where even our logo has caused us some problems mm-hmm. because on the old logo it had psalm 144 in it right and we were asked in order to be participate in some specific corporate venues that because of their policies, we were and for us to work with them, we had to not show that within our literature for their stuff. Well, you can ask. Yeah. Uh, but unless you want to, if it means that much to you and you want our services, yes, you can. If you want that logo change for that day. Yeah. Here, here, here's the. Uh, we didn't change it, by the right, way. Right here's the paycheck. We didn't change it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, here, you know, on, on our paycheck, there's going to be a little bit of a stipulation where it's going to be an administrative cost because we had to alter our logo. Yeah. Uh, being raised in North Carolina in the South, we're probably called the belt of the, uh, you know, the, the the buckle of the Bible belt, right? Right. I don't know about your family, but I was always raised to believe there's a couple of things you don't ever um, discuss outside of your family, and sometimes it's not even safe there, but it's religion and politics. I'd argue probably that th- it, it, those are the two most defining characteristics of our society today. We're suffering from malignant stupidity. Hmm. Very good way to put it. Uh, I don't care which side of the fence you, you, you stand on. Um, you know... You've got people in our society now that are looking at the current president and saying that and they're criticizing him because he, he made a comment about grabbing a woman by her genitalia. But just a few short years, you had no problem with a man who stuck a cigar in a woman's vagina in the Oval Office. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But you have one guy who said he was going to do something. And, and let's just be honest about it. He, he's done it. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah. I mean, look, the the guy's a pervert. Uh, that's my opinion. But now you've got this other incident where it got drugged through Congress. So you look at, at, at across the board, socially and especially in the business world, about how you know religious ideas can them can be so divisive. Politics, I think that's probably going to end up being our downfall uh, if it's not already. But for purposes of what we're doing here, let's go to religion first. 
look at number one, look at probably the poster child of somebody who allegedly stood up for their beliefs was Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. The holy chicken. Gives me gas. I can't eat it. I love it. <laughs> uh, can't know, eat it right now training for this marathon. But If I eat good. it, I have to go directly home. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to your imagination, but I, I, that's, I can't eat it. It just it, it makes me violently ill. My son loves it, but I just cannot eat it. But you're looking at a, a business, a, a, a giant corporation who traditionally is closed on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what times I've been in there, I've never really had anybody that would give me poor service or was actually rude to me. Not once ever. Um, they have a statement of beliefs. Now, I've... Now, how they're sticking to that, that's that's a matter of contention. I'm not getting into that. Hobby Lobby the same way. Uh, locally here in North Carolina, there's there's countless businesses that are closed on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And now why might that be? We can we can skirt around the issue all we want, but let's just let's get down to, to the big big elephant in the room. The reason a lot of businesses close on Sunday is an observance of the day that Christians meet on church. That's that's our church day. Right. You can paint it however you want, but that's what that is. Mm -hmm. No. We've had this issue where we've lost clients before you and I. Uh, Generally speaking, that's a day with family. That is a day that we spend, you know, at church. And we've lost clients over that when I've when I've reviewed when I've refused said you know we, we don't do this on Sunday. Yeah. How can I, in good conscience, on our social media, on our website, and on on our literature that we give to people when, when we're advertising, how can I, in good conscience, hold myself out to be a, a businessman, a martial artist, that is also a Christian? That does influence how I, I live my life. I've got a potty mouth. I'm a failed human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a sailor. Sue me. I was. <laughs> you know, so I'm by no means perfect. Yeah. But the point is, I try to live my life by a certain set of principles. Now, why would I throw more more fuel on that fire and a few more logs on that fire for people who are trying to say, "Well, look at these guys. They're they're not living up to what they believe." But I'm working on that day. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? To make a few more dollars? You know, how many times have you seen over the times you've been with me that I've I've worked with churches or or groups that really in, in, in actuality could not afford to pay us what we charge? Right. A number of times. Okay. Yes. So there's been times that I've actually gone in and done things and walked out of there and lost money. Yeah. But, you know, there's this big miraculous thing happens that usually when that happens, in some way, shape, or form, it comes back to us. Absolutely, it does. Always so has. You can believe what you want to believe. You know, I've, I've you know, and one of my best friends out in, in the professional world is a Muslim. And he was talking to me. He said, well, we'd love to have some of the stuff like you do with, with, with our, you know, at the mosque said nobody does it and i'm sitting there looking at him like what about me and we got to talk to him he said well would you do that i said absolutely why wouldn't we 
Right. You're helping, you're helping fellow man. You know, I mean, just because you're a Muslim doesn't mean that I want somebody to go out and, you know, and, and, and beat the tar out of you on a, you know, on an unfortunate event. No, that's not what I'm about. That's right. You know, again, according to my faith and how that impacts my business, why would I not help a Muslim? Why would I not help a, a person that is Jewish or, or an atheist? Why not? What kind of example would I be setting? That's right. So when you start looking into business, in my opinion, it all comes back to a lot of what we were taught in, in, in the university, you know. You know, the, the, the what I call the gold mine of lies. Hmm. I'll tell people this. You know, I've gone through um, a bachelor's degree, two master's degrees, and a PhD, and most of it that, that what I took away from those institutions was a lie. You know, you're being, you're not being taught to think. You're, to a, I've got one professor that I can go back and say that this man actually aided me or taught me how to think about things critically and objectively. Most of what you're being taught now, though, is not how to think. It's about what to think. Right. And I have a, co a son in college, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I... I hear it firsthand. Yeah, you're getting soaked for it twice a year. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And I've I've been out of that business. I've, I've not taught in college in 15 years and have absolutely no desire to do it again. I can't imagine what it's like now. But what we're being, when I say it comes back to what's being taught in the university, is proper business practices. What we went through, you know, Okay, we understand that what that you that you are a a Christian business, whatever that happens to be. But you can't show your logo. You know, I think they probably thought we was going to show up on bicycles wearing white shirts, like you know, like the Mormon missionaries. Hmm. You know, that's not, that's the further things what is what's going to happen. We're there to provide a service. We just happen to have these beliefs. That's right. But in the overall business world. You're not supposed to do that. Now, my question is, why? It's very simple. Why? You're asking me to be something I'm not. So then how can you trust me to provide a proper service and be honest to you if you're wanting me to hide probably what is the, the core of who I am? Yes, yeah, so essentially, essentially you're coming in under a charade to the people you're teaching. Now, let's look at that from our perspective. Okay. How many times have we had people come in or our, our our place of business or, or just call us out of the out of the blue? Um, you know, women that have been sexually assaulted. Well, you've already got a trust issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, my God! I mean, you know, you want to talk about the the one person on the planet that you need to be honest with? Right. It's her. So now all of a sudden, you you all that little switch gets flipped, and you go back and say, okay, well, uh, we've got to keep this straight down the middle. You know, we don't, we're not here to, to proselytize, and I don't think we've ever done that. Mm, I, don't, no. I can't recall a time. Nope. I remember one time in, in, in over 10 years that I've actually had one person in open class asked us anything about what we thought of theologically. Mm -hmm. And we all knew coming in just the minute that he walked in the door, that was a setup. Yeah, it's just you can see these people coming. You know, any martial arts instructor out there, you can pick them up. Oh yeah, you're working with people's children. 
you know, traditionally, there's that word again, traditionally. Let's go to Mr. Miyagi, right? Absolutely. What what kind of influence did he have on that young man? A positive one. Right. It, you know, it, it was almost like a, you know, for lack of better terms, a father figure. Mm-hmm. You know, with my instructor, you know, I, I really can think on the planet of maybe three people that I would even trust to pull the plug on me. If, you know, if I'm laying on a bed and they say, you know, he's not going to make it, you know, somebody needs to make a decision, I would have no problem with Jerry making that decision for me because I know he has my best interest at heart. Right. That in a martial arts context, especially with young young people, even children, traditionally that's what you think of when you think of a karate sensei. So why would you hide or pretend to be, you know, I don't think you can say you're trying to be something you're not. You're, it's, it's almost like an inverse relationship. You're trying, to, you're trying to hide something you are. Right. So you're trying to, to mold a young person or, or, or repair something in someone's life that that one part of you could probably be the biggest part that's going to help them along that path. But traditional business practices are saying you can't do that. I'm I'm all ears on this one because that that escapes me. We're somehow come to a point in our society where if you hold beliefs, and it's getting to the point now, I don't think, I think it's probably going a little bit past Christianity now. It's getting to the point now where it's any type of religious belief. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just here to buy a pair of shoes. I don't care what you believe. Uh, You know, I'm here to buy a car. I don't care what you believe. Right. Uh, you're even noticing this in the UFC. It wasn't too long ago that Dana White made some kind of comment. I don't remember the fighter, but he had he had thanked Jesus Christ for for you know protecting him and his success. Yeah. We don't want to do that in the octagon. Okay. Well, why not? Right. You know, you're you know, believe it or not, Mister White. You know, you're you know, you're not only hiring fighters, you're hiring personalities. Right. You know, and I'm not mentioning any names, but his initials are Conor McGregor. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, so you're sitting there just thinking, you know, well, you're going to have two guys coming in there, you know, beating the piss out of each other, and everybody goes home after they bought a ticket. That's great. No, that's not the way this works. These people, these fans, look at what happened with Kobe Bryant this week. These people are buying into who these people are. Yeah. They are They are fans. They They – have an affection for these people. You know, it, they they want to know more about them. They want to be, they want to know everything they can. They want to be part of that that person's world, I guess is a good way of saying it. You know, you want to, I mean, with well, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an NBA fan, you know, and, you know, I, this is going to sound bad, but I mean, you know, I hate the guy died and his daughter died, but, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I was just not that big of a of a follower of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Anytime that happens, it's yeah. super sad. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, but like I say, I'm, I'm the same. I just I don't follow basketball. Yeah. I know who he was, right. and I know who people like him and Shaquille O'Neal and you know the big names. I know who they are. You know, but I I 
don't think I've ever actually watched a game. But here's the thing I noticed about him, you know, that, that it did not get a lot of press this week. You know, they said that he'd actually taken communion in a Catholic church because he was a Catholic right before he took that helicopter ride. You know, is it an accident that somebody like that has such a positive influence on people just because of his basketball skill? Well, you can't really say that because when did he retire? He's not played basketball in a few years, I don't think. I couldn't tell you. You know, so so this guy was 41 years old, but he's still a very, very prominent figure oh, yeah. in American culture. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm not sure, you know, and, and, and from what I'm seeing and some of the things I've saw on social media about some of the things he was saying, you know, he seemed like a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from his basketball talent, he seemed like a genuinely good man. Yeah. So why can you not attribute from a business perspective that part of him and just say, well, we don't want to hear about that? And that's where we're going. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's not. That's probably um, let me let me retract that. I don't think that's where we're going. I think we've been there for a while. Yeah. You know, so in a in a society to where you're supposed to be going down a path and and, and preaching tolerance, fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But the first time some guy gets in an octagon and says, Jesus, all of a, and now all of a sudden, you know, the cheese has fell off your cracker. Yeah. You know, we have, I don't think we've lost our way. I don't think we know that we're even walking down a path anymore as far as what do you truly believe? You know, the very definition of atheism proves the Bible. Because if you read what the, what the words say, everything he said that these people believe, how did this guy get this 2,000 years ago? Hmm. So you're free to believe what you want to believe. God bless you. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with people like that. But from a business perspective, if you have people that believe that and are willing to guide their business principles after, those, after, after that model of living... After the after those standards of living, and that's what they are, is their standards. That's absolutely correct. You know, I, uh, there's a few people that don't like my standards in my karate class. You know, uh, that's probably the reason. You know that we you know from a teaching perspective, we have to rely on other things to draw in income because those are standards. They're not going to change. Right. That's if you think that 47 years old, I'm going to change my standards. They're probably just going to get worse. Yeah, just to uh, draw you in or to make you feel more cozy and comfortable. All right. You no, know, not happening. You know, you go into a the average martial arts karate. I think this is specifically for karate, but in America, it's around anywhere from I think eight to ten people. That's the average. Yeah, that's a normal karate class. But then you go into some of these classes, got two or three hundred people in the entire school, and you go in there and it's you know it's wall to wall kids. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about something. Number one, how well does that instructor know your child? Right. Do you know him? Now, that's the kicker. You know, it's just not enough for a, a student to know, for me to know what anything about you. You know, if, if, if you had a relative, you know, look, she's been abused, I want you to teach her. 
Now, it becomes incumbent upon me to learn about her circumstance because I can't fix it if I don't know what's wrong. Right. But it would also make a lot of sense to me for her to learn a lot about me, and that way we have a mutual relationship, and she knows or she can make an informed decision. Do I want to work with this person? But as that relationship grows, am I someone that can help her? Mm-hmm. That's where this comes into such a big issue in martial arts. I'm not saying that you can't have an effective instructor that is an atheist. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying, you know, crab Maga guys. Um, you know, the Russian Sistema. Now, a lot of people look at that stuff and think it's a bunch of hooey. Uh, those guys hit hard. Mm-hmm. It's like getting hit in the gut with a meteor. But if you look at a lot of the high-level instructors, they have taken that system, that art, and it's been almost wedded to Christianity and Orthodoxy as practiced in Russia and Eastern Europe. The two have become inseparable. Shirinji Kempo, you've heard of, of oh, yeah. you've heard, you know, me mention that a few times. That's actually, if you go back into the the origins of that art is technically a religion. They got a little bit of a symbol there that if most people see it, they kind of start getting mm-hmm. a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Until they realize what it means. And it's opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so to say that, you know, especially in the martial arts, I'm kind of neutral on this. Do I mix my faith in with, with, with teaching? Not necessarily. When I'm on the floor with a student, no, I don't come out. I'm not sitting there, you know, you know, beating them over the head with, with the King James. I'm not doing that. Right. But it's always in 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 inside of me of who I am. Well, it comes into when when you're teaching about the morality part of it. You know, we t- you know we talk about you, you go to that person can't go, or you know, if that person stops, you stop. There's a morality behind what we teach. I'm not just trying to kill, you know. Oh God, he tried to attack me. Now he's just going. He's going to pay for it with his life, or he's mm-hmm. going to pay dearly. It's not that, you know. Circumstances. Well, see, and most people think, you know, that we're making a legal argument on that when we say that. More morality. No, more, no, more, no. Of, more of a moral argument yes. than this legal argument. You know, legal. I mean, legality. I mean, that's going to be for another day, and then you're going to have somebody who may not be as well versed in violence or martial arts or. or or, you know, anything in that dark side of our, our, our society and our culture is going to be making decisions about where you're going to spend the next few years of your life. Mm-hmm. Where we developed our, our, our methodology of teaching, our curriculum, is, has nothing to do with the laws. You know, is, is what you're doing a moral and a just thing to do? You know, there is nothing, you know, I've, I've, I've had pastors look at me, how can you teach this stuff, especially in churches, as a Christian? Christians got a right to defend well, themselves too. I, you know, and there's a there's about a three hour class I teach on that. But and once I explain it to them, you know, you're either going to sell it or you're not. And I don't mean that in a business perspective. I'm talking about from a, a from a theological or a philosophical perspective. Mm-hmm. They're either going to believe it or not. Which way you go, that's up to you. That's not going to the sun's not going to set on me either way. But when I'm teaching those things, I, I want to teach a person and instill something in them, number one, that can make their life more beneficial. Right. 
you know, if, you know, you've heard me say this a thousand times. If we have a student come in and they say, I, I've just got to be here every night and I'm, I'm hoping you can give me two private lessons a week. You've heard me say this. That per- something wrong here. Yeah. That person's got a screw loose. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm trying to instill here is a person, I want, I want them to be there. I want this to be life enhancing, to quote Ian Abernathy. I want this to be something that you look forward to. I want this to be something that, that adds to the overall part of who you are as a person. You know, we've said this many times, this is not a hobby for us. It's not just a business. It's a lifestyle. Right. It's part of who we are. It's what we, you know, when you when you are constantly in a, in a mode of learning and you, you project and you hold yourself based on those standards and morals that you've developed through this art, your arts, you know, it's, it's it becomes part of who you are. Not what you do, right? You know, and if it, that and that could be with anything. You know, if you don't enjoy it, why why on earth are you doing it? Right. You know, I mean, now you look at people's careers. How many people do you know? You know, just pick somebody out there at random that absolutely just despises the job they do. Oh, yeah, I don't have enough fingers and toes. Right. So. <laughs> And, you know, that's a two-sided coin because sometimes you have to do what you got to do to survive, especially when you have a child. Mm-hmm. That's called being a man. Right. You know, or, or, or a single mother, you know, there's there's that, you know, and that's as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have the gender of the flying spaghetti monster. I'm sorry, the, the, back in the day we called that schizophrenia. Right. But you either are you're a responsible parent and you're going to do things that, that, that take care of that child. What are we teaching? You know, sometimes life's not easy. Yep. You know, some of the trials that I've put some students through, you know, you're going to wake up one day and there, there's going to be nobody behind you when, when, when the crap has hit the fan. All the people you thought were friends are gone. Your mom and dad have passed away, and it's up to you to fix this. That's what hardship teaches you. Right. That's exactly right. And... If you go from our faith perspective, if you go through Scripture, there's a lot of that in there. I don't even have to broach that subject to be teaching that. You know, that's just, that's, it's, it's a thing called life. You know, it's not going to get handed to you. Right, and that's probably the, one of the problems I see with our current society slash culture now is people expect things to become easy, be given to them. Um, and that's just, that's not reality. Right. You're exactly right. And if everything is always given to you and you've got an easy path, and one day when the day comes, whenever uh, you come up against that one hardship, you're going to fold like a, like a wet blanket. Yeah. You know, and, and, but it's, it's, it's uncomfortable to say that, which then raises another specter. I'm not so much as uncomfortable. Well, I'm not uncomfortable at all. I, I just I, I kind of put more of a of a of a little protective force field around me when I'm discussing politics, and I don't discuss politics with people I don't know. So don't email me. I'm not. You know, you're you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can believe what you want to believe. <laughs> you have to come sit down and eat dinner with us. Yeah. Then you can get to get you know, your feel. You know, and once I've got a pretty good idea of you know, okay, the, you know, number one. You know, he, he's, he's not nuts or she's not nuts. Or, 
you know, generally speaking, when people come up and start asking you things like that, they've got an agenda. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're trying to they're trying to get a rise. They're trying they're trying to paint you in a corner or something. You know, people usually that come up and start asking you a lot of questions that you don't truly know, it's the three C's. They're either a cop, criminal, or the crazy. They're one or the other. <laughs> you know, I've dealt with criminals my entire adult life, and usually when you know when somebody starts asking too many questions too quickly, uh, they've that's a sign. That, that here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, because they're up to no good. Right. And it's and and what they're after is not going to benefit you. Yeah, and that's something that we and we have God, we push this over and over and over, and we try to direct our students to go and read and research it, understand how to read people understand how to you know pick those little things out that send those red flags that yeah this person's up to no good they're full of shit Mm -hmm. and and some some grasp to that and some they think well it's just gonna come to them Uh, it takes work to 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 to, to get the the bullshit meter you know in tune you know and, and, and in fairness to all of our liberal friends out there if we have any uh and even our i don't even know what that means anymore no, it, it you know, has no meaning to me. There's a lot, lot of words now that just yeah. have zero meaning to me anymore. But so, you know, depending on, let's just put it this way, you know, depending on who you're going to vote for or not going to vote for, and I'll leave it at that. Let's just be fair about this. I've done political uh, opposition research for, for three congressional candidates. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to me. That was an eye-opening experience for me because you would find things that are right out in the open. You know, now I'm getting I'm getting paid pretty handsomely for this. You know, you know I I don't do research for cheap. Right. You know, so you know you have a, a congressional candidate who is strict, strict, you know, pro-life, but one of his major donors is is one of the leaders in the field of stem cell research. Well, contradiction. You know, there, huh? so you tell the candidate, and then and, and it's, it's crickets. Yeah. You know, I, well, as a voter, I mean, if I'm if I'm falling on that side of the coin, I'd kind of want to know this. Right. Okay. You know, the point on that is, from a business perspective, is it seems like that if you have certain views, uh, meaning, well, let's just use the words, and I'm, I hold no credence to these words, but conservative. Uh, uh, traditionalist, right wing, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you're expected in society to shut up and not mention that in business. True. Oh, absolutely true. Okay. Yeah, you can argue that all you want. It, it, oh, it, we've it, seen it. It is over and over again. It is a a, a blatant fact. It is an obs- it is an objective, observable fact. I've actually got the email fact of it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it absolutely happens. Okay. So let's go to the other side. You've got organizations such as, and, and I'm, not, I'm just going to talk about companies that provide goods and services. Right. Apple. You know, I, uh, Amazon. Now, I'll be the first to admit if me and Jeff Bezos, there is no chance in hell that if he was my neighbor, we'd be having burgers on the back deck with each other. None. Do I business? Do I do business with his company every day? Mm-hmm. You know, he provides a good service. 
He provides about 99% of what I need when I need it. Mm-hmm. Now, do I agree with him as a person? Or, or I don't know him as a person, so I'm not going to judge him that way. But his public the, belief. But the way he <laughs> way he sees the world and life, right. yeah, we're not going to be on each other's Christmas cards list anytime soon. But I'm able to separate that. Right. Okay. Is that a two-way street? And let's be honest about this. Is that a two-way street? And that's just a general question, not only for you, but for the people out there in, 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 in Neverland. Well, in the Amazon context, absolutely it's two-way street because he could care less who's buying his products. That's exactly. That's nor like, should he. No, that's right. Buy, buy, buy. Right. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. You know, you look at places like, um, you know, you've heard all this hubbub over the last few years uh, about Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. But it's become so polarized. And people on both sides of the argument have tried to make that into something that really, you know, is common sense. Yeah. Nobody. I, I don't want to see anybody be abused or killed. Yes. It's like what the story we saw tonight. Yeah. But you will have a certain segment of, the, of, of people on, on the right that will, I'm not supporting anybody, but they'll drive around in a Ford. Well, Newsflash, Ford Motor Company gives that organization quite a bit of money. And you know what? I don't care. That's right. Great. If that's what they want to do, if that's the way they want to spend their money from a from a charitable perspective, mm-hmm. God bless you. Just make a good vehicle. Yeah. You know, I mean, does it, I mean, I'm a Dodge guy, but does it get me from point A to point B? And Ford makes some nice things. But when you start getting down into, into, into little peons like us, you know, when you get, you know, that's a, that's a major corporation. I'm talking about people like us where it's a, it's a four-testicle operation. Right. There are two guys, for those of you who missed that reference. <laughs> I love how you always you clarify your references. Yeah, though you have to. There's some. That's, that's, our, that's our cliff notes. Yeah, there's, there's you know, I mean, you got to. When I was at Texas A&M University, I had a professor that made a very, a very, you know, as a profound comment to me. He said, "Son, you got to put the put the hay down where the goats can get to it." What the hell does this mean? <laughs> and basically, he says you have to dumb your speech down where the stupid people can even understand you. Yeah, so make of that what you will. But you and I, even you know, we've been friends for many, many, many years, and we don't agree too much on politics. I'd say, fair enough. Fair enough. We're about up the middle. Okay, up the middle. You know, it's probably a fifty-fifty shot. Mm-hmm. You know, does it impact the way we work together? Absolutely not. No. If we were to come and now, and, and it will probably be more difficult for you and I, you and I, to come out and say we're going to make a strong stance on what we believe as Ministry of Defense. I'm not sure we could do that. I mean, mm-hmm. because if you have a strong belief and I disagree with it, and vice versa, now how do you meet in the middle on that? And then how do you convey that to potential clients? Right. Actually, I'm just trying to think. I can't think really of anything right now we highly disagree on as far as well, that type of stuff. Stand, you know, standard. I don't, I'm not so sure I want to go down that path, but I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. What happened in 2016 as far as a certain individual being elected, the, uh, the one yeah. with the groundhog on his head? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't let that one go, will you? No. 
I, I can't take it anymore, man. Somebody do something with that damn hair. You know, but everything he ran on, he hasn't done. I'm sorry, but you you there's you can you can blame it on the Democrats. You can blame it on his obstructionist people in his own party. You can blame it on the damn Martians. I don't do business that way. You look at me and say, I want to do this. That's what I expect you to do. Yeah, that's true. And now you've seen me get, you know, a little bit, you know, sideways with people over that that mm-hmm. we're working with. Mm-hmm. If you have any idea that what you're telling me you cannot do, you best remain silent. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, excuses are for weak people. But you're going to stand up in front of 300 million people and tell me you're going to do this? Fair enough. I'll give you a fair shake. But the first time you step out of line, it's your ass. Yeah. We've had to deal with that within our our circle, per se. Right. Yeah. You know, and and that's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, you th- that, that sounds harsh. But as black belts, I've got three of them. Two of them are with me. You know which is for another podcast. But I have certain expectations. And those expectations are not because of who I am. They were handed down to me, you know, from a business perspective. You know, I don't even like to say from a business perspective when you're looking at relationships with people. I don't care what you believe in life, politically, religiously, otherwise. But at the end of the day, we have a job to do. At the end of the day, we have a an obligation. An obligation. And if somebody out here that's listening to us, let's say you know they, you know, and and I would I would catch a lot of heat for this. Let's some let's say some pro-choice women's group is being threatened. They want somebody to teach them self-defense. I'm going to teach them. Mm-hmm. And I think you would, too. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, that is a human being. Right. That is a, and number one, that also is not only a human being, but that's a lady who, for whatever reason, feels a need to go through and, and learn these skills because it's a perceived need in her life. Mm-hmm. If that makes me a bad XYZ political person, then I'm guilty as charged. But I'm not going to let that person go without something because I don't like what they believe. Right. You know, so if you if if the, if if some right winger out there don't like that, or some left winger out there don't like it, you know what? Go hire somebody else. Yeah, we right. don't we don't care. Yeah, you <laughs> we, know, it's our standards. It's, it's just the way it is. <laughs> That's the way it is. But I'm not gonna let somebody like that stand by and be potentially abused that asked me for help. I'm I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, if we want to have that conversation offline, then we may have a debate, and they might not hire us again. Yeah. But at that point in time, she's going to be in, in under my care. Yeah. I want to do everything I can to make sure that nothing happens to her. Right. You know, but standards. You know, we've seen in the martial arts world, you know, we've seen people that has pretty tough standards that walked away from those standards mm-hmm. for the almighty dollar. Right. And it's all, it's, it's actually becoming more common. Oh, Absolutely. You know, and you know it's. It, <clears throat> of course, we can accept it all day long. That's fine. You know, we do know people that had 
trouble accepting that, and there's where relationships fall apart. Well, I was one of them. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll own up to my failures. I, it still bothers me. Yeah. I would be a liar if I did not sit here in front of you and say that there's that little bitty inkling of me back in my in the back of my mind and in the bottom of my heart that does not say that I wish that this person had not made a decision that they made. Right. Can I change it? Nope. No. You know, but it's hard to change a 30-year relationship because somebody decided to do something stupid. Right. So I can't change it. You move on. But it doesn't change the fact of, of what I felt about this individual. Right. Uh, and what's so interesting about that is is if he were sitting here at this table having this conversation with us, mm-hmm. he would probably be far more aggressive in these thoughts on both sides of religion and the political than oh, we yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he d- definitely. This yeah. individual is definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know, I mean. Without saying too much, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. He, he would definitely be very polarized in that conversation. Right. You know, you know, polarization is just a fact of life. You know, I, I'm going. I'm not going to change what I believe to 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 appease you, or to get you to write me a check. Because if you don't write me the check, there's a three or four more people that will. That's just that's just a mathematical probability. Yep, that's right. You know, but you know, you look at at, at the number, especially in our you know Chuck Norris. You know one of the most outspoken Christians, not even in, in, in the entertainment industry of martial arts. You know, I mean, he, he single-handedly invented memes. He sure did. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he has his detractors, not very many of them. Steven Seagal. I mean, you know, he's becoming the butt of some people's jokes now. I'm not going to fight him. Right. You know, he, he's, from what I've seen in his background, he's a, he's a pretty devout Buddhist. I don't believe that, but are those certain segments of people out there even coming from our faith and probably from, you know, even from our political beliefs? Because you know, he's, from what I understand, he's pretty good friends with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Well, that's a death nail. Yeah. But you honestly believe if if somebody come up and said, hey, uh, you know, he's coming to town to do a seminar, would you like to go? The answer to that is a big yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's running a business. It's not why are you there? You know, working. In, I, I worked for a Fortune 30 company. Now, not Fortune 500. We're talking one of the top 30 country uh, companies, net sales in America. And you get all this happy-go-lucky stuff. You know, you know, what's our main objective? You know, take care of the customer. Now we both know that that's not true. At that level, we we to make money exactly. We both know that <laughs> you know that bottom line that may be a a byproduct. You know yeah. of some of watching somebody you know you know get a warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah. Because of something you did directly or indirectly to to make their day a little brighter, and I'm not discounting that. I mean that that makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, these giant corporations they're there to put money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. You know. To say, you know, we're here to, to make the world a better place and to uh, and to make people, uh, you know, you know, you know, feel better and, and you know, kitten farts and you know, and, mm. and puppy puppy licking my face on bullshit. Bullshit. And I gotta say this: <clears throat> last night, 
I had to stop and pick up some food for my daughter on the way home. And I stopped by this. It was a fast food establishment. I walk in. and Stuff's going to key, man. <clears throat> I didn't eat it. No. I got it for her. <laughs> Screw her, man. <baby. laughs> she, she'd, been, she'd been cheering, so she, she needed, okay. she needed okay. something to eat quick. It was getting late. It's your lie. You tell it like you want to. So, <laughs> but I stopped, got her a sandwich, and uh, I noticed while I'm standing there waiting, you know, just a lot of lollygagging. And this was, this was not Chick-fil-A, by the way, or mm. it should have went. <laughs> But I noticed over the, there were signs up over the drive-through area, the drive-through went on the inside of the drive-through, signs, big signs. You know, we're here to make the customer have the best experience. And I'm looking at the sign, but I'm watching the kid there on the cell phone. The other two's back there. I don't know what they were playing in the fryer. I don't know what they were doing. There was not a lot of work getting on. There were cars lined up in the drive-through, and I'm thinking that sign means absolutely nothing because they don't care about the customer. They don't care about the people that they're they're, they're tending to. Their standards here suck. Now, corporate gave them that nice, pretty sign to put on the wall, but it means absolutely nothing because the people there don't care. Well, you know, it's and that's probably a generational thing too, but, you know, as a side note on that, I've been doing some research. I've been actually in, in contact with a couple people, and, and I've not nailed this down, but I'm trying to speak for part of our security gig. I'm trying to get in co- contact with a few people that used to work for the Stasi in East Germany, you know, mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, now, you want to talk about a security state. Hmm. Now, I want I, what I'm looking at is to get into that mindset. But you go back to communism. Now, I'm talking about strict socialism and communism where, you know, you go into a store and it might be, you know, okay, you know, you want a jar of pickles that ain't, you know, it's not Vlasic and, you know, dill or, or, you know, sweet pickles. And, you know, you get one damn jar of pickles and that's it. You know, are they there to make the world a better place? You know, control people. Well, the way I see it, you know, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you're getting the same thing. You know, I'm getting a, I'm getting a jar of pickles, right? Mm. I'm getting a cheeseburger. You know, what does it matter? You know, I mean, uh, you know, if I buy a cheeseburger in Havana, Cuba versus Atlanta, Georgia, explain to me the difference. The, the mentality behind it? In that context, yeah. But if I got to go with a burger, if I can't get me a, um, a Five Guys... <laughs> See there you go. See there you go. <laughs> See, I, I, you capitalist dog. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'll admit it. If any of five guys, I, I don't care. <laughs> but but that's the point I'm making. So there's is, your free plug. <laughs> is from a small perspective. Yeah. People are willing to be lied to and go to some place that honestly, you know, you know, go to McDonald's one billion served, and they're and they're going to say we want to make the customer experience the best it could be. Well, that's already alive when you walk well, in the well, door. Did you did you all did you say that another one being you know you know and, and the one being the first person that came through the door? I wonder how he felt. You, but it would seem to me like you know those people are sitting there trying to make you believe that we we stand aside from these things to make you have a great customer service experience. But when you have people, you know that may be you know non-religious and on the wrong side of the political fence, versus very religious and on the wrong side of the political fence. Which one is going to make you feel better as far as a personal relationship at the end of the day? One of these two people or some schmuck sitting in a, in a high rise that you're never going to meet. Hmm. That, that, that's the, that to me, that is the big thing we're looking at, especially in martial arts. That is a unique relationship. 
I say it's probably even more so than a coach. I would say so too. You know, that's difficult, and and I will fully admit that is a that is a very high bar. Because you look at back some of the coaches we had, you know, back when we played football, you know, he'd he'd knock the hell out of you. You know, you're sitting there grabbing your face mask, and you're sitting there just getting showered with tobacco juice. Hey, boy. Yeah, he'd, he'd be in jail today for some of the things he did to us. It would never, it would never stand yeah. in, in 2020. I, I'm quite certain he'd be doing time if he did 10% of what he did to us. But you think about what the what he left on those on those players. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, you know, I, there's there's not a day go, goes by that I don't think about him. Yeah. You know. And it's all positive. I hated his guts while he was doing it. Yeah. You know, but when you go into a, I'm, and I'm assuming, you know, for Taekwondo and the BJJ guys and, and all those, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm, I'm pulling you into the tent with us on this. You get into a, with a, with a, a karate sensei. That is a very, very unique relationship. A very unique relationship. My, my instructor came from Europe and when he first came over there were some things he said that I'm like you know eh, I don't know about all this but some of the things he thought about politically mm-hmm. economically and especially his religious views he's changed over time you know as he's gotten older he's changed some of those views if I had met him outside of that context I'm not so sure we'd even be friends from some of the things he said back then Yeah, but that part of our life, that martial arts, that, that him walking me down that path and getting me over those obstacles, it didn't matter what he right. believed. Yep, that's right. It did not matter. You know, he could have come out and said, you know, I, I, I'm Joseph Stalin's nephew. I wouldn't have cared. Right. So the bottom line on all this is, you know, is are we focusing on the things in business that don't even matter? Are you getting a quality product? Are you getting a quality service? Are you being treated fairly? Right. Are you being treated with kindness and respect? But instead, you're worried about, well, uh, yeah, I'd really like to buy a car from you, but uh, you wanted to vote for Hillary. And they were going to give you the car for $12,000 cheaper than anybody else. But you're not going to buy from them because they didn't toe the line on what you believe. Hmm. That's criminal absurdity. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing in that uh, that old place he used to have open with the lamppost talkers, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, straight jackets and Thorazine. That's where we're headed. <laughs> but you know, God, we're in trouble. business is business. Yeah. You know, if if I want somebody to tell me what's wrong in my life, I'll go talk to my bishop. You know, if I if it's really bad, you know, I'll go hire a professional. You know, and lay there on the couch. Hmm. But, you know. If I want a cheeseburger, I don't care who you voted for. If I want shoes, I, I don't care that you know that you go to the church of the of, of, of the great tree frog. I don't care. You know, but a man said something to me a few years ago that made me think about the way our society's going. You may not care about them, but they certainly care about you. So Yeah. Absolutely. Are we focusing on the things that don't matter? That's that's the main point of what we're talking about here. So you, know, you guys, this this is something for deep thought because we all buy things, we all deal with 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 business to to some degree on a daily basis. You go buy gas, you go to the restaurant and get food, you go to the grocery store buy groceries. 
<clears throat> you hire people to tell you not to go to uh, <clears throat> Mexico and China right now. Yeah. 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 Right, that's, our, that's a shameless plug for our travel security business. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, no, don't do it. Um, but, you know, think about these things, man. Again, the, the whole purpose of our podcast and, and the subject matter that we bring up, and a lot of people thought when we were talking about doing this podcast, you know, oh, you're going to be talking about punching and kicking and, you know, groundwork and all that. Yeah. No, no. Everybody can do that. I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you that advice for free. That's just not the way That's this right. works. You want to train? We, we can work that out. We can, we, I'll be happy to have you. What we wanted to do was take our eat and supper conversations and just bring them out in the open. I'm not going that far. Well... <laughs> So let, me, let me back up. Some of our eating yeah, supper yeah, conversations. We'll, yeah, we'll be banned from every platform. It might be in some dark jail by the end of yeah, next week. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, no flies on the wall for those. But, I would but. be. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm pretty reserved till you get really deep. Yeah, then, I, I'm uh, not. <laughs> but uh, but these are the type of things that we want. You know, the discussions that we have and the topics that we're bringing up, we want people to think about. They're meant to provoke thought. They're meant to make you think. And what we want you to do is. Think about that and share your opinions, share your experiences. Whatever they are. Whatever they are. We don't you know, good there's no there's no right or wrong answer yeah. to any of this. The the thickness of my skin is uh it's 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 almost uncomfortable sometimes. Yep. And so, you know, it uh throw it out there. Uh that's what that's why we're doing this. Again, we we didn't decide to do this because we thought, hey, we're going to go here and be YouTube famous. Because I promise you that you know, there's some discussions we'll have along the road that are going to be far, far worse than this. Oh, yeah. We're just getting warmed up. Yeah. And uh, I've seen some of his list, and uh, it gets pretty good. Wait till we uh, – <laughs> because we missed my Christmas lecture this year. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll build to a frenzy for next yeah. Christmas. Yeah, that's that's that one makes – you see people get very uncomfortable with that one. And we'll just have a TV right here with the Grinch playing. Yeah. <laughs> in the background yeah but anyway but now you guys that's that's gonna be it for this week but you know please respond join the conversation we, we say that every podcast join the conversation that's the tagline that's what we want you guys to do but uh again check us out at uh www.ministryofdefense.us check out the blog check out the the youtube channel check out the the uh podcast stuff you know we're all over the place you shoot us an email, whatever. We're, we're, we're very responsive. So anyway, that's it for this week. Until next time, um, I'm Clint Stein of Ministry of Defense, and this is Dr. Corbett Everidge, and uh, you guys be safe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>